I think the, my favorite part of that song is <clears throat> when we're reminded that he has no rival. He has no equal. And he is our king. We belong to him. And in there is where our identity lies. Man, if our identity is in him, whoo, how can we both be so insecure? Guys, if you can get out your outline, we're in part 17. 17 in a faith that, that works when life don't. We've been in this series uh, uh, sharing some principles that can help us during this, this pandemic and living through it. We've been using the uh, book of James. Uh, we've covered a lot of ground, you know, and, and, and I think that as your pastor, it's my job to, to, to help you deal with the stress of this pandemic. And uh, if you need to, go back and listen to the, to the previous messages. There's going to be a few more. There's 16 previous messages. You can catch those online and, uh, or uh, podcast or something like that, but you, you know, you can get them as you need it. If you need uh, help in your finances, the decision-making, relationships, um, lots of different things, family, work, whatever relationship, uh, conflict, delays. We've talked about our, you know, using our mouths, too. And, and we've talked about mercy and, and hope. Well, today, we're going to continue talking uh, about improving relationships uh, in difficult times, uh, in difficult times, it sometimes brings out the, the worst in us. So today, we're going to go back to talking about not judging others again. And the title of this lesson is The Faith That Keeps Me From Playing God in the Lives of Others. It comes from James chapter 4. At the top of your outline, it says this, brothers and sisters, he's talking to believers, never say bad things about each other. Anytime you speak against fellow believers or you judge and badmouth them, you judge and condemn God's law. And when you judge God's law, you aren't keeping it yourself. Instead, you set yourself up as the judge. Remember, God is the only true lawgiver and judge. He alone has the authority to save or destroy. So then, who are you? Who are you? And what gives you the right to pass judgment on others? That's pretty straightforward, isn't it? Pretty straightforward. And so I want to answer three questions today. Uh, I think they're very important questions to share with you. Number one, why are we so quick to judge other people? I want to answer that. Number two, why should I not be judgmental of others? Number three, how can I learn to be less judgmental? Let's jump right in it. Why are we so quick to judge other people's? I think there's two reasons. Number one is this, guilt. I, I think guilt is. And, 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 and we want to excuse our own failures. Fill in your blanks here if you blank filler enters. We want to excuse our own failures. Even Adam, the very first guy, excused his own sin and accused Eve of being the cause of his sin. 
And we husbands are still doing that. Amen? If they would quit being the problem, we wouldn't have to do that. But ever since that time, it's been human nature to excuse and accuse. We make excuses for our own behavior and accuse others of something worse. Romans 2, 3, the message translation says, When you, a mere human, pass judgment on others, do you think by pointing your finger at others, you will distract God from seeing all your misdoings and keep him from judging you? We feel guilty. So the question is, are you trying to distract God by judging other people? Anytime. That you hear a, a, a leader, a politician, or anybody else condemning or, or judging the attitudes or behavior of other people. You can be sure that there's some things that they're hiding that they don't want to be judged themselves. Anytime. It's a diversion. It's a, it's a cover-up. To take attention off their own faults. And it doesn't work. You know why? Because God don't grade on a curve. God is not comparing us to other people. You know what the standard of perfection is? Jesus is. We just sang about him. Jesus is the standard. You know, also as a child, I was taught something else I'll never forget. When I point a finger at someone else, there's three pointing back at me. I've never forgot that. It's a simple lesson. But when I point a finger at someone else, there's three pointing back at myself. I've also learned this as 22 years as your pastor. I've learned that a lot of people that think they have a clear conscience really have a poor memory. Amen? Ugh. We judge other people. We judge other people to get the guilt off of us. It's a distraction. Another reason that we judge other people is this. Pride. Pride. We want to feel superior to others. We want to feel superior to others. We feel better about ourselves when we put others down. We do that. We do that. Or when we, we, we point out a sin that they have that I don't. Y'all know what I'm talking about? We feel better about ourselves when we do that. Whether you're a person that's always criticizing or, 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 or judging. If you're always criticizing and judging, you can bet. I'll bet that you're insecure. You're insecure. It's a sign of insecurity. We, put up, we, we puff ourselves up by, by putting others down. Guys, people who are secure in, in who they are, they don't need to badmouth people, as the Scripture calls. They don't need to put others down to feel better about themselves. You know what the worst form of pride is? Religious pride. The worst form of pride is re religious pride or, or this spiritual pride. This is the sin of, of self-righteousness. 
Because really, real Christian faith should make us more humble. It should make us more humble. It should make us more gentle. But self-righteous pride makes you arrogant. It makes us stubborn. It makes us critical. It makes us judgmental. Judge, uh, Job's friends did that. Job 19.5, Job said this. He told them, he said, you're trying to make yourselves look better than me by using my disgrace as an argument against me. By the way, this is why people gossip. This is why people gossip. To make themselves feel better than other people. This is why folks like to watch TV. What's, what's the show TMZ and, and things like that? Because they want to look at what other people's problems are. And that they feel better about their own. God condemns all of that. Gossipers are prideful. Gossipers are insecure. And I'll throw you a little note that you all know. You all know this. You can be certain that people, that, that the ones that gossip to you, gossip about you. Amen? They just do. Next is this. Why should I not judge others? Let's answer that question. We've answered that one. Why should I not judge others? Number one is this. Judging God is unloving. Or judging others is unloving. Dave, you're messing me up. I, I knew you would. <laughs> I tell Dave, I said, please don't interrupt me, Dave. I got ADD. Judging others is unloving. You see this, you can't love someone and judge them at the same time. You just can't do it. You see, judging is the opposite of Jesus' great commandment. James calls it the royal law when, when he writes. And that's to love your neighbor as to love yourself. James 2.8 says this, The royal law found in Scripture is love your neighbor as you love yourself. If you obey this law, you do the right thing. Always the right thing if you obey this law. James 4.11 says, Anytime you speak against fellow believers, or you judge or badmouth them, you judge and condemn God's law. The royal law. We, when we judge, we break the law every time. Every time. Number two, why shouldn't we judge? Judging others is God's job and not mine. Judging others is God's job and not mine. Remember, God is the only true lawgiver and judge. He alone has the authority to save or to destroy. So then, who are you? Who are you? And what gives you the right to pass judgment on others. Anytime that I judge other people, I'm playing God. Anytime that I do this. And guys, I would caution you to never do that. There's only one judge. There's only one lawgiver. I told you this 20-something years ago. God is God and we ain't. We ain't. Romans 14, 4 says, Who are you to judge someone else's servant? To his own master, he stands or falls. And he will stand, for the Lord is able to make him stand. Here's the third reason. Judging others is unchristian. Judging others is unchristian. 
Because Christians are to be what? Like who? They're supposed to be like Christ. That's where we get the name Christians. We are to be like Christ, like Jesus. And, and Jesus is talking to, to the believers, remember? He said, my brothers and my sisters. You see, we can't be like Jesus when we're judging others. Amen? We just can't do that. John three seventeen says this. God did not send his son into the world to judge the world guilty, but to save the world through him. If you want to be like Jesus, you got to stop judging the world and start saving the world by pointing them to Jesus Christ. If you really want to be like Jesus. You know who the accuser is? Yes. Satan is the accuser of all brethren. He is the source. In, in, in Christ, there is no condemnation. There is no condemnation. So, so Satan is the, is the primary, the, all, the source of all damning accusations. So when you start accusing other believers... You're just doing Satan's work for him. When you start judging other people, you're doing Satan's job for him. So if you go ahead and, and, and accuse other believers, other churches, you're becoming a tool for Satan to use. We condemn whole Groups of people for one action that we disapprove of. Because we categorize people too quickly and just write them off. Just write them off. And that's unchristian. That's unchristian. Last point is this. Maybe the most important. How can I be less judgmental? How can I learn to be Less judgmental. You know, particularly during these stressful times. Seven things. I got seven points on this one. Seven. I can't wait. Hope everybody had lunch early or late breakfast. I'm going to give you seven real quick points for to remember. I think this will help you break the habit of being so judgmental of other people. I hope you're writing them down. I hope you talk about them during the week. Number one, the first thing I want you to remember is this, to be less judgmental, is I'm not the standard. You are not the standard. I'm not the standard. That'll help if every time you think about being judgmental, who's the standard? I'm not the standard. 2 Corinthians 10, 12 says, we should never dare to classify or compare ourselves like those who rate themselves so highly. How foolish they are. They make up their own standards to measure themselves by and then judge themselves by their own standards. They make their own standards to judge themselves by their measure. Guys, you, me, we're not the standard. We're not the measure. Oh, then it, it goes on to tell us, but when we judge, don't use yourselves as the standard. But when we do, we do use ourselves as the standard. Second thing I want you to remember is this. When you start to judge, 
I want you to remember that you don't know the whole story. You don't know the whole story behind someone. We don't know the hurts. We don't know the crisis that someone's been in. We don't know their limitations. We don't know their background. You know, when I judge, I just see how far they need to come. I don't see how far they've already come. Do y'all get that? All you see is where they need to go. When you judge, you don't see how far they've come. Proverbs 18, 13 says, it is shameful and stupid to decide before knowing the facts. Guys, get the whole story before you judge. Get the whole story. John 7, 24, stop judging by appearances. Stop judging by appearances. Number three, remember, I never know anyone's motivation. It's important. I never know anyone's motivation. You and me, we don't even know our own motivation a lot of the time. We don't know what we do and why we do some things. So if you can't figure out your own motivation, how are you going to figure out somebody else? That's just nonsense. 1 Corinthians 2, 11 out of the Living Bible says, no one can really know what anyone else is thinking or what he is really like except that person himself. God said that, not me. He said that. 1 Corinthians 4, 5 says, Therefore, judge no one before the appointed time. Wait till the Lord returns. He will bring to light what is hidden in darkness, and he will expose the motives of men's hearts. At that time, each will receive the right praise from God. You can be doing the right thing in the wrong motivation. But God knows, and, he, he, and at the right time, you and me, we're going to receive the right to praise God. We're going to receive that right. God knows. Number four, remember that I have blind spots that I can't see. I have blind spots that I can't see. You can't see them. It's why they call them blind spots. You can see them, I can't. I can see years, but you can't. Guys, it's why we need each other. It's why we, we need to meet with each other and, and have a couple of people that we trust. Jesus said this in the Sermon on the Mount. Why are you so concerned about a speck of sawdust in someone else's eye when you have a big, huge, honking telephone pole in your own eye? How dare you say, let me get that speck out of your eye. Instead, judge yourself and first remove the big honking telephone pole in your own eye so you can see clearly to help others. You know why I was trying to be funny in that? Because that's what Jesus was doing. That's called Hebrew humor. Hebrew humor, it's exaggeration. You, you know, it's, 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 and, and I can just see the disciples sat there when Jesus said, you got a speck in your eye. And you worried about, I mean, you got a, a pole in your eye and you worried about the speck in someone else's. And I can just see the disciples sit there and go, that's a good one, Jesus. That is hilarious. And see, they were laughing about it, so I wanted you guys to laugh. I wanted you to be Christ-like, amen? But this log is just this blind spot. 
The irony here is, is this. Sometimes we tend to judge in others what we don't like in ourselves. We judge somebody to be lazy when we're lazy. We judge some others to be prideful when we're prideful. We spot greed in other people when we're greedy. It just seems like whatever we struggle with ourselves, we tend to spot it in others. Whether it's fear, whether it's anger, whether it's worry. We tend to notice it in others quickly, whatever we're struggling with. Can I get an amen? If you see someone act violently to some certain sin, it might be because that's the one that they're dealing with. Some sort of secret guilt. Maybe a, a, a fear of being found out. What I'm saying is this, especially preachers, if you, I'm just going to go ahead and call us out. If you see some of us or people just kind of hammering on something, you need to ask, maybe it's their fear. Maybe it's their guilt. They just might be covering it up. If you've got to be hammering on some sin. 1 Corinthians eleven thirty one 31 says, Oh, get this now. If we judged ourselves in the right way, God would not judge us. If we took a true evaluation, an honest evaluation, and we judged ourselves in these blind spots, God wouldn't have to. He wouldn't have to. Number five. Fifth thing to remember. We've got about three more. This one and two more. Remember to listen first. We've said that a lot during this, this series. Remember to listen first. Because you can't truly be judgmental if you're truly listening. If you're truly listening, you can't be judgmental if you listen compassionately. If you listen honestly. If you listen fairly. If you listen with sincerity. What the word say? Quick to listen. Slow to speak. Slow to anger. Quick to listen. Listen before you judge. One of the Pharisees, uh, or when the Pharisees were, were trying to uh, judge Jesus one time without hearing him, didn't want to listen to his side of the story. One of the Pharisees, Nicodemus, spoke up. And he said this in John 7. According to God's law, we cannot judge people before listening to them and hearing what they've done. Parents, I want to ask you something. You ever judged your kids without listening to their side of the story? I have. If something was done at my house, I automatically said, Luke did it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it, son. I know you did it. I know you did it. And I placed judgment on him without hearing his side of the story. 
But the word says, listen first. So before you judge someone in your family, before you judge someone in your business, before you judge someone in this church, before you judge your, 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 your wonderful pastor, talk to him. Talk to them before you place judgment on them. Listen to them. Hear them out. Before you judge someone on Facebook, before you hide them from their timeline, listen to them. Hear them out. Because if you don't, you're committing an act of judgment. I should say the sin of judgment. Hear them out. Number six. Remember, I'll be judged by the standard I use. Did y'all hear Nick just now? I wrote that in my notes. I wrote Nick. Whenever I say something good like that at the diner, remember to, I'll be judged by the standard that I use. Nick will go, woo, woo. So I'm going to say that again and y'all be like Nick. Remember. I'll be judged by the standard that I use. Woo. That's all right right there. Oh, y'all done. Y'all not as smooth as me and Nick. Y'all did it. Y'all working on it. Matthew 7. Jesus said this. Do not judge others or you too will be judged. For in the same way. Listen, guys. See, I didn't say this. For in the same way you judge others, you'll be judged. And with the same, ooh, and with the same measure, you will be measured. By the standard of which you measure, it will be measured to you. You get that? The way you judge others is the way that you will be judged. Romans. 14 says, you have no right to criticize your brother or look down on him. Remember, each of us will stand personally before the judgment seat of God. Yes, each of us will have to give an account of himself to God. So then, don't criticize each other anymore. Ooh. Ooh. One day, God will judge people Truthfully and impartially, not based on opinion, but by his word. He is the law giver. He is impartial. God is not, not prejudiced. God is, is, is just. Our world is not. Lots of times if, you, if you're rich, you can get off a lot easier. If you're connected, you can get off. There is partiality in our justice system. According to race, economics, connections, there is partiality. But not in God's system. Amen? Amen? That is why God is, is the only one that has a right to judge us. He's the only one. He's always true. He's always impartial. Number seven, maybe the most important one I have to remember all the time. Remember that God has shown me grace. 
He has shown me grace. If I got what I deserved, I wouldn't be up here right now. I wouldn't be standing here. I wouldn't be breathing. But God has shown me grace. You know, we talked about how mercy triumphs. Uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we, we, we talked about mercy triumphs over judgment. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Over it. Ephesians 2, 4. Uh, or actually 2, 8. I actually think it's 4. But it is by free grace that you are saved and delivered from judgment through your faith. And this salvation is not of your own doing. It's God's gift to you. I got to ask y'all, I want you to really kind of, kind of focus on what I'm saying. This may be the most important thing I say to some of you today. Have you received that salvation? If you haven't received that free gift of salvation, you are still stuck in your guilt. You are still stuck in judgment. What I'm trying to say is this. You're either living under judgment or you're living under grace. You're living under one of the two. You've either accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and, 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 and him, he died on the cross and you've accepted that and he paid for your sins or you're planning to pay for your sins yourself. You see what I'm saying? If you haven't accepted Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross for you, you're planning to pay for those sins yourself. Ooh. That's your plan. Ooh. I'd like to ask you today, would you accept God's grace and mercy? If you do that, you pass from, from death unto life without the judgment. You go scot-free. That's a word I've never understood. I've got to look that up where that come from. Scot-free. You know what it used to send up my chill when I would hear that as a kid? That ain't fair. That ain't fair for him to, to get off scot-free. No, it, yeah, who's Scott? I don't know. I'm going to find out. I like to meet Scott. I like to break one off in Scott. Amen. Oh, he's Scott. <laughs> There's Scott back there. I wouldn't plan on you being here, Scott. <laughs> He's free. <laughs> well, it ain't fair. The reason why Scott is Scott free, because it was a gift. It was a gift. You see, grace, grace isn't fair. It's a gift. So have you accepted the grace of God? I got to ask you, and I got to tell you, if not, it would be my honor in leading you to that grace today and helping you get to know that. So I'm going to pray for you today as, as Lee and Conga Boy and, and, and Lee Ann come.
I'm also going to pray for y'all and me. Let me, I want to say this too. I told Sue at the beginning, I said, this, this lesson really convicted me in a lot of the things that I do and, and how I deal with people and how I judge people. I'm going to pray for you that already have a relationship with Jesus Christ. You're scot-free. That you would be less judgmental. That our church, our people here, would be known as, boy, they're not as judgmental. Then we could be Christ-like. Amen? Let's pray. My Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, that you, you came to save us. And I got to thank you, Lord. I, 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 personally, I'm glad I accepted you as my Lord and Savior many years ago. And when I did, you paid for my sins. Because before then, I had a poor plan of paying them for myself. I could have never done that. So, Lord, I pray for that person that, that might have walked in this morning and said, you know, I plan on, you know, living good and doing good and, and, and doing all the right things. And, 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 and I'll make up for my sins. We can't do that. Because sin separates us from you, God. And so, Lord, I pray for the, for the ones that hear my voice today, whether they're here or they're live streaming, that they would leave today and, and, and practice these seven steps of being less judgmental so that folks can see you in us. Seems like we're the most, us Christians are the most judgmental. I pray that we would become secure in who we are through you. I pray these things in the mighty, powerful name of Jesus. Amen.